When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This Monday morning is here, our first take. Usually you'll see somebody up on the screen with me, but you know something, certain people get nervous. Certain people get nervous. Now, I understand Club Shay Shay, Shannon Sharp, that Hall of Fame tight end that's usually sitting across from me. He might have been a little nervous. I might have been getting the best of him for the last month or so. So, you know, what? Well, he out of town, but he going to be here. It's just that they're trying to fix up his stuff, get him ready, get him prepped. He needs that when he's going up against your boy. This dude Dan Olaski supposed to be showing up too. I would say, you know what, I got help because Molly's sitting right next to me. But then again, that's Molly. We know she supports everyone but me. But we'll talk about that another day. First Take Tonight. Good morning. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into First Take on this gorgeous Monday, New York City. Hope you all had a fabulous weekend. Dan Olaski back from across the pond. Yes. Look at you. What time did you land? Sitting here on Monday mornings is a privilege. Never been side of it. Thankful to be here. Coach or first class? Wow. I didn't pay for it. Hello, Stephen. How are we doing? Hi there. Let's roll. All right. Let's go. Okay, we'll go. I had to come back. By the way, RC is going to be here. Shannon Sharp is going to be here. Let's get into it. Patrick Mahomes. Taylor Swift was there, in case you didn't know. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs hold on to beat the Jets 23 to 20 with both Taylor and Aaron Rodgers watching. A few mistakes by Mahomes made it too close for comfort, but he and the Chiefs shook it off after blowing a 17-point lead. Showtime. Talk to me. Even though I, I hate it that while it's happening, I feel like it makes you better in the end if you win games like this where not everything's going perfect. And so we did that last year, and we're going to try to do that again this year and then try to keep getting better. And so we're playing our best football at the end of the season. This team is sacrificing a lot. You know, guys were making plays. Defense was making plays. O-line was protecting. To be driving right there and to, to drop a snap, you know, I cannot do that. You know, I lost us that game, and I cannot do that. All right, S.A., uh, last night Patrick Mahomes' first career game with fewer than 250 pass yards. Are you concerned at all about this Chiefs team? I'm concerned. I'm concerned because the receivers can't get open. Let's just call it what it is. Seven catches for only 65 yards. That's from the receivers. Patrick Mahomes has been tr- scrambling, I think, Dan, uh, at a 10% rate. And, again, Shannon Sharp will be here any minute now. Uh, but, you know, he scrambled on, on nearly 10% of his dropbacks this season. So, we've got to pay attention to all of that as well. I'm looking last night when we're looking at, when we're looking at um, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Tight ends and running backs combined for 11 catches for 138 yards. That's what he's having to do. You get, he's scrambling. Yeah. He's looking for tight ends. Running backs are coming to his rescue. Hold that Not thought. Just... One second. Let's say hi to Shannon real quick. Shannon, are you there? <laughs> there he is. There, there he is. is. Club Shay Shay. I'm here. Yeah. You try to you try to you try to stall me out, Stephen. Hey, I know what you was trying to do. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. I, didn't see, I thought you were running. I thought you were running. I thought you were a little scared. But then again, hell no, that can't possibly be you. You so damn big, we can't even fit you on the whole screen. <laughs> we <laughs> can't even fit you on the whole screen. Wait, hold up. How about, I mean, the, how about the chain, though? I like that. Uh, <laughs> you got to go sideways. Shannon, and there he is. Shannon, I like that chain. <laughs> what is that? All different gemstones? I mean, yeah, yeah. You see that, Molly? You Gorgeous. see that, Molly? Yeah. 
Yeah. I got the same one. That's nice. Molly, Molly picking up on the jury. I'm so surprised. Go ahead, Stephen. Go ahead and make I'm, your point. Go ahead, Stephen. So yeah. But, but, but in, you in, in all seriousness, here's the deal. You've got him scrambling 10% of the time. He's relying on tight ends and running backs to come to his rescue. I'm talking about throwing the football to them because your wide receivers can't get open. Okay, you look at the 101 points they've scored thus far this season, by far the lowest. They're averaging nearly seven points less per game in the first four games of this season. That, to me, is a huge concern because when we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, it starts and stops with Patrick Mahomes, and he seems to be willing to do anything it takes, obviously, to come to the rescue, and that's what he has to do, whether it's running himself, whether it's relying on Kelsey overly, I might add, even though he's one of the greatest of all time, or relying on his running backs like Pacheco and others. The reality is, is that you got receivers that can't get open. When you think about the rest of the AFC, when you think about Miami despite what happened, when you think about Buffalo and what you saw yesterday, when you think about Lamar Jackson, when you think about things like that, you're going to have to be better offensively if you're going to repeat as Super Bowl champions. And I don't see that right now based on his receivers and what, how they've been performing. That's what I peel from it, Dan. Shannon. Go ahead, Daddy. You want to take it over? You want me to go? Go ahead, bud. You know what? I don't really have concern. I have a concern of a player on the offense, the right tackle. Jawan Taylor has 10 penalties. Now, the record for a season is 23 by Brandon Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, forgive me for bringing up that name. We know what he did a couple of years ago. But he had 23 penalties in 2015. Jawan Taylor has 10 penalties in four games. Wow. He got a face mask that gave him a safety. He negated a big, long run by Patrick Mahomes. He's been downright awful. To go, I would go further to say he's been one of the biggest offseason disappointments of any team that signed a player in free agency. He's been terrible. Look, we knew this last year. They don't have Tyreek. Tyreek was the one guy that can neutralize no matter what the coverage was, and he made it easier for everyone else because he lifted coverage. You had to double him, and now Kelsey got one-on-one, or if you doubled both of those guys, you're working one-on-one. They don't really have guys. Andy Reid has done a great job of scheming. What he has now is scheme receivers. He doesn't have a guy that you can say, Dan, Stephen A., go get open. That's not what he has. He has guys that fit well within a scheme that you stack them, you bunch them, and you disperse them in a lot of different directions. So the eye level gets fooled, and they hear they're there. But if you're looking for a receiver that can go get man beat man coverage, like a Devontae Adams, like a Justin Jefferson, like a Tyreek Hill, that's not what the Chiefs possess anymore. This concerning to me, not the offense in and of itself, just the right tackle, because he's the reason Patrick Mahomes is doing a lot of this uh, scrambling, Stephen A. He's the reason that uh, uh, Mahomes oh. is being rushed to throw the football. So if they can get that shored up, whew, they're going to be. Let, let, let me say this real quick, Shannon. Let me say this real quick for Dan Chimes. I get where you're coming from, and I'm certainly not disputing it because I'm in no position to dispute your football knowledge. <laughs> I'm simply saying, damn, I mean, I got two eyes now. I mean, it, those receivers ain't getting open. Now, now well, that's not an accident. If you can find a tight end or running backs on 11 receptions, okay, but you can only find receivers on seven and you're scrambling all the damn time. I understand your point about the right tackle, but it can't just be that. Those receivers, they ain't what they used to be. 
They're not, they're not, but you have to realize this offense is predicated on Travis Kelsey. It used to be Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Now once Tyreek went away, now you put more emphasis on Travis. Now, Trav, you're going to have to go to him a lot early. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think he caught a ball until the third quarter. I'm sure he's not dis- – I'm sure he's very disappointed in that. But what they have is scheme guys. They- think about what they won the Super Bowl with last year, Stephen A., these are the same group of receivers. Kadarius Tony was a first-round pick. I was thinking that now that he had a whole year of this system under his belt, he would be further along. I expect this guy more to be further along, to your point. They're not, but they're going to have to get much better. But as long as I got Patrick Mahomes, there's really not a whole lot that I fear. You guys are concerned about a guy who's been to the AFC Championship five times in the last five years? <laughs> you concerned about him? I'm not concerned. That's the worst game I think I've ever seen Patrick play when it comes yeah. to his control. They still scored 23 against a defense that was giving up 17 a game. Got outscored 20 to 6 after being up 17 to nothing. Went up 17 nothing, though. I, I, so coming into this year, Shannon, I had two concerns. The, the number two wide receiver outside of MVS, I don't have that concern after a month, Stephen A., because I've seen Rasheed Rice grow. Now, has Rasheed Rice been perfect? No, but I've seen him grow just a little bit. I've seen Justin Watson grow and become a dependable person for Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey is going to be Travis Kelsey. The way they use Sky Moore, he, he has taken over that me, Cole Hardman role. The way that they can run the football with Pacheco, I'm not concerned about this. And their defense is so much better than it used to be. I will jump on with Steve, Shannon and say the tackles are an issue. I said that two weeks ago, and everyone was like, oh, my God. I didn't know he had 10 penalties, Shannon. That's outrageous to me. 10 penalties in four games, and and everyone can sit there and say he's getting targeted. we got to be honest about this as well. Noah Gray is a good player for them as well. Week one without Travis Kelsey against a very fiery Detroit Lions defense, 3-1 Detroit. They're they're a good football team. So you kind of understand that one's a little bit different. The Jets' defense is very, very good. Jacksonville's defense is no one to just pretend about, okay? So they've played some good defenses unit. Defensive unit, I don't have concerns about Kansas City, not only because they've built up the clout, but that's the worst we've seen them play against a defense that will be top three this year and still score 23. They're going to be just fine. On the other side, let me ask you this. What did Zach Wilson prove to you last night? He belongs. Zach Wilson proved to me that confidence and conviction and freedom matter. Zach Wilson proved to me that for the first month of this season, they were handcuffing him and babying him and making him so worried to make mistakes. What I saw last night was a guy that finally was the reins were taken off. Zach, go play ball, man. We're, we're going to give you these a little bit of protection, way more play action last night, and they were going to say, if we get the coverage we want, some man coverage, you just trust it and rip it. And the thing that you saw last night, Shannon and Stephen A., in comparison, was the ability to make ball placement throws. Accuracy, I say this all the time. Every guy in the NFL is accurate. Man, you're in the NFL. There's 65 of you in the world. Accuracy is throwing it to your guy. Ball placement, throwing it away from the defense. Mm. And you saw the, the touchdown pass to Uzama, the back shoulder, the ball to, to Conklin down the seam, mm. the back shoulder, the ball to Rucker in the slot, back shoulder. Some of the throws to Garrett Wilson on the sideline or in the slot. So what, what I saw was confidence and conviction. What I saw was if they get the Jets, get that version of Zach Wilson for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. they will pull themselves out of this one. Well, I can old. understand that last statement, but everything you said prior to that, I'm wondering if you should be drug tested. One game? One game? 
One game, and and, and that makes you say it, 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 it shows me what what Zach Zach Wilson did. one yeah. game. Yeah, come on, and then you made this statement correct, Shannon. I want to make sure I didn't hear. I heard him correctly, Shannon. I need backup here. Okay. okay. Did Dan Orlovsky say quote? NFL quarterback, man, they, they, they're all accurate. They're all accurate. Is that what you said? Yes. Is, is, is no, that no. what you said? You just yeah. said on national TV that all these quarterbacks are accurate just because they're <laughs> NFL quarterback? Yeah. Well, so what have we been watching all of these years? Because I've seen plenty of quarterbacks that have been inaccurate. The, I've what seen did plenty I, of whoa, quarterbacks that have been inaccurate. No, no, no. What, what, did, I, what did I say when I said you, it, every guy in the NFL is accurate? Because accuracy is just throwing it to your guy. Every guy can do that. But we don't play with just our guy. We play with against 11. So you have to be able to throw it differently against different defenses and different coverages. That's the separator with so many quarterbacks. I'm sorry, my bad. I apologize, Shannon. I'll give it to you. All I'll say is this. I thought that when you're watching the NFL, since it's 11 on 11 on the field, okay, and you understand that you can always get to throw it to your guy. I thought that what? was part of judging whether a person could, throw the, could be a quarterback on the National Football League level. I mean, I mean, no, I'm bad. Because you I apologize. To, to play I apologize. No, because to play in the NFL, you have to be accurate. And not every human being can take a ball and be accurate. There's plenty of people that play in the NFL that are not accurate, is all I'm trying to say. That's not true. That's not true. The, That's not true. You mean that's there's 65 true. human beings ahead, on the Shannon. planet go that go are in that job and and I, some of them can't do the fundamental part of it. You can get to a level that you're ill-equipped to handle. You deserve it better than anybody else. You're an NFL player, and you deserve credit for that. But everybody that's on the NFL level ain't equal. Everybody can't throw with not. a certain degree of accuracy. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm talking about measuring you against your own contemporaries. Go ahead, Shannon. Dio does a great job with this wordplay. He's trying to say accuracy is one thing. It's like throwing it to throw, – not throwing it to the other team, but that ball placement is throwing it to your guy where he can do something with you. Here's the question that I I want to pose to you, Dio. Yes, if that was the case, why is Aaron Rodgers? Aaron why, is Rodgers Aaron Rod- why is Aaron Rodgers in New York? If Zach Wil- because Zach Wilson won a couple of games last year. If he could do this consistently, because the difference between him and the other guys, we see Patrick Mahomes play incredibly bad last night. But when the rubber needed to meet the road, what did he do? He made a play with his arm. He made yeah. plays with his legs. And he found a way either he's going to get the game, get in field goal rank, we kick a field goal, we take the lead, or we get the touchdown, or he's going to run out the clock so the opposing team doesn't get the ball back. We saw Zach Wilson play extremely well until what? Right. The rubber needed to meet the road. He goes three and out, he goes three and out, and he fumbles the snap. So are you telling me? He's going to be able to play the way he played for, let's just say, two and a half quarters for the entirety. Because what we saw again in the Buffalo game, what did that defense gift him? Four turnovers. What did his defense gift him last night? Two turnovers. So are you saying you've seen enough from Zach Wilson when the defense does not give him a, a short field and turn the opposing team over? You believe he can consistently drive the football down the field and get the ball in the end zone? After over the course of three years, you're going to base. See, I, I like the large sample size, yeah. two and a half years. You like the short menu, one, one item. That ain't going to work for me, Dio. Totally fair question in point, Shannon. I'd say this. Number one, do I believe that he'll do it consistently? I can't sit here and tell everyone that. He's capable of it, though. We saw capability last night. Now he's got to go do it again. Totally different offense called last night than what he's had all season. So I want to see two-parted. Nathaniel Hackett, the play caller, even grow it a little bit more off of last night and Zach do it again. Here's why Aaron Rodgers is there. 
Because we didn't – the man that we saw stand up after that game last night, Zach Wilson, and take accountability, we didn't see that. We saw a guy that passed the blame early on in his career. So Aaron Rodgers came there partly for that. The second thing is this. I'm not telling everybody that the Jets can win a Super Bowl with Zach Wilson, but they can dig themselves out of the hole. They could with Aaron Rodgers. But they can dig themselves out of this hole if they get that Zach Wilson for the remainder of this season. All right. Next up for the Jets is the Nathaniel Hackett Bowl. They will be playing the Broncos. Let's stay in the AFC East because I'm sure Dan wants to take a victory lap. So the Bills let everybody know it's no longer Miami's division to lose. Josh Allen throws four TDs as the Bills route the Finns 48-20, to handing Miami its first loss of the season. Allen has just one turnover during Buffalo's three-game win streak compared to four in the week one loss. For his career, the Bills quarterback has won nearly 80% of his starts when he turns the ball over one or zero mm. times. Dan, we What's had up, a huh? heated debate last week. Yeah. Stephen A., Kimberly A. Martin, myself, you, talking to a, talking Josh Allen. Kimberly going to be on Thursday? Yeah. Kimberly's here Wednesdays and Thursdays, right. so if you need to come in early. Um, is Josh Allen the MVP right now? Yeah, after yesterday, yes. Because he went head-to-head with Tua and and completely outperformed him. When Josh Allen plays the way he did yesterday, he's as good as any way we have in the NFL. And if we're being honest, in the last three weeks, he's the best player in football. He's the best player in football. What you saw was that towing the line of aggression and recklessness. Aggression and recklessness. And I'll even take it a step further. I think it's the best game that he and Ken Dorsey, as offensive coordinator, has had since Brian Dable left. And that's been a huge conversation piece. The, 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 the way that they were ready for the pressure from Vic Fangio, phenomenal. The way that Josh got an empty and they motioned, phenomenal. The play-action pass, that this, this quarterback has become the best play-action pass quarterback in the NFL. C- give me, let me give you guys a couple numbers. So yesterday, when they went under center and ran play-action, this is outrageous to me. Shannon will appreciate this. He's 9 for 11 yesterday with 206 yards and three touchdowns. That's, that's unbelievable performance. In the last three weeks, he's 72 of 94. That is at 77% with six misses. When I, when I say misses, like I watch the tape and I go, Josh misses that throw. He's got six in the last three weeks. He's got eight touchdowns. The dude has more touchdowns than he does have misses in the last three weeks. When they play like that, when he plays like that, he's as good as we have in the NFL. After one month, Josh Allen is our MVP. I can't knock you for that today. He was absolutely sensational yesterday. Um, They were, collectively. They just bum-rushed Miami, exposed them, um, and and, and let you know there's there's levels to this. And Miami's got something to prove in that regard, particularly defensively. There's no doubt about that. Um, I'm going to look at a guy like Brock Purdy who's got four touchdowns, zero interceptions. San Francisco's undefeated. Yes, sir. And I'll give you an argument on his behalf thus far. I'll also look at Lamar Jackson, who's complete 73% of his passes. He's only thrown one interception on this season, and you see the way that they've been playing. I would throw those two in the mix as well, but I understand where you're coming from in light of Josh Allen. I'm not in a position to make a profound argument against him because we had Tua up here, and then he got so thoroughly outplayed by Josh Allen on the field yesterday afternoon. So that's where I'm at with it. Go ahead, Shannon. But let me ask both of you guys this. Did Tua look as bad yesterday as Josh Allen looked in week one against the Jets? No. So, therefore, how does he catapult Tua? 
because Tua has nine touchdowns, three interceptions, 1,300 yards. He's averaging almost 10 yards per attempt. Now, yep. I do think Josh Allen is in the conversation, but can I add another guy that's a non-quarterback to the conversation? Yes, sir. What about oh, Christian McCaffrey? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Scrimmage. No problem. Absolutely. No problem with that I mean, one. He, he's running and catching the air out of the football. Everything that he does, they've lost one regular season game since he's joined that team. One regular season game, and he just broke Jerry Rice's consecutive touchdown streak, a game with a, uh, t- uh, at least one touchdown. He's, played, he's the third player in NFL history with 600 scrimmage yards, seven scrimmage touchdowns through four games. Now, look, the last non-quarterback to win the MVP was Adrian Peterson in 2012, mm-hmm. and we know what AP did that season, 2,097 yards. He single-handedly put the Minnesota Vikings on his back and carried him to the playoffs. Now, I'm not saying that Christian McCaffrey has that kind of workload because I do believe Brock Purdy is better than Christian Ponder. But I also believe the weapons that he have outside is better than what they possessed in Minnesota with Debo, IU, George Kittle, and so forth and so on. But for me right now, at the quarter poll, if we had to vote, I would vote for Tua because I think Tua, yesterday notwithstanding, and I know a lot of times, the last thing that we see is the, because it's the most recent, we forget about that performance that he had up until that. But for me, I would go Tua, probably Christian McCaffrey, then Josh Allen. Well, you have Josh Allen third after yesterday? He put a yeah. 50 on their head. Yeah. I, I, I can't we, – we had this whole conversation last week, Stephen A., right? And I was – like, I'm telling you, there's different levels to this. I love Tua. I love him. I don't think anyone's championed the Tua as much as I have since he came into the NFL. He is a high-end player. Josh Allen is in a different conversation. Patrick Mahomes is in a different conversation. Yeah, for I would sure. even put Lamar, different conversations. So when you when you if when you're Josh Allen and you go and play as bad as you did week one, and you have me go on TV and say, like, Josh, you gotta grow up after that. Yesterday was a grow-up moment. Mm-hmm. He was by far, by far the best player on the field. You can't run. It, like, we expected kind of the performances versus the Raiders and I, I believe the Commanders out of Josh Allen. He put 50 on Tua in, in Miami's head yesterday and could have done more. That game got out of hand with 15-plus yeah. minutes to go into it. Yeah. We can't run from what just happened head-to-head. Yeah, but you no. can't catapult to the way that you're doing as well because here's what I think you're doing. You're looking at the overall talent of Josh Allen, what he brings to the table, the fact that you'd rather have him than a Tua, per se, and you're looking at it from that perspective. As a guy that covers the NBA extensively, there were plenty of times where somebody other than the Shaq, Shaq lost the MVP vote one year to Steve Nash. We all knew that Steve Nash wasn't Shaq. Jordan could have won it practically every damn year for crying out loud. Not just the five times he won it. Uh, let me let me throw Chan in the bone. LeBron should have won it yeah, a for few sure. times. You Absolutely. Let me, let me throw that out there. In other words, what I'm trying to say is there's plenty of times we look at a guy and we know that he's better, Dan. But what we're doing is living in the moment in terms of what did that guy do that particular regular season? So what I'm saying to you is, to use that analogy, Josh Allen, okay, we'd rather have him than Tua. But what Shannon is saying, look at what Tua did for the first few weeks, and one game by Josh Allen doesn't erase. And Dan's just saying it doesn't matter. There's, there's another level. There's, there's another a, there's a level to it. That's why going into the game, I was like Tua. Is the one with the pressure because he's got the chance to vault himself into that conversation. He didn't. Josh just reminded us. And to to be 80%, 
with he's got Stephen A. He's got more touchdowns than misses yeah. in the three per, weeks. He had a perfect passer rating yesterday. It's ridiculous. All right, we got to leave it there. According to Caesars, Josh Allen two a co-favorites to win MVP. That's fair. Your CMC like mentioned he has the ninth shortest odds as of right now. Plenty more to come. Ninth? Yeah. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X Card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Dallas got back on track and then some destroying Bill Belichick and the Patriots 38-3 since drafting Micah Parsons in 2021. No team has more takeaways or defensive touchdowns than the Cowboys. That's led to Dallas producing a league-best 267 points of turnovers during that stress. Stephen A., did Dallas erase any of your concerns? Oh, please. Of course they didn't. You know, I reached out to my sister, Carmen, and I told my sister, Carmen, you know what, could you do me a favor? Please make some chocolate chip cookies Wait, with some milk so I can quick, send it to the cowboy. Real quick, she's supposed She got you. She got you. You just right. tell them when she got you. Whenever you need it, Carmen will take care of you. And Lord help her, I don't know what she is. She'll make a buffet. If she can feed Kendrick Perkins, she can feed anybody. You got to pound it then, though. She can feed Kendrick Perkins. She can feed anybody, including yeah. my man She'll Shannon. She'll cook you something, too. My sister's no joke. But here's the deal, Focus, focus right now, because this is important. <laughs> Giants, Jets, Patriots. That's who what the Dallas that? Cowboys have beaten, and they've lost to Arizona. What do you want, a cookie? I mean, they're getting ready to go up against San Francisco. We'll find out what it is, because the first four games they played this team this season are the teams that probably won't even make the playoffs, okay? Do you know that Dallas's defense and special teams has, a, has accounted for as many touchdowns as Dak Prescott this year? 
Four, you're the worst. I'm saying, I'm saying, did you know that? Here comes I mean, the did, laugh. Did you know that? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The point that I'm trying to make to you is this. You look at Mike McCarthy. You look at what they're doing. You got to ask yourself, is this stuff sustainable? Can you hide that for so long? Can you use the defense of the special teams, okay, and just ride that wave? <laughs> you know you can't. You know you can't, right? It's not going to work. It's not going to work. So, Shannon, go ahead, Shannon. You can take the floor. I'm just telling y'all right now, y'all get excited about the Cowboys all you want to. There's nothing. There's nothing redeeming that I saw about them yesterday. They just beat up on a team that ain't worth much offensively. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, they've beaten three teams that are offensive challenged. And, uh, again, we spoke about this the last couple of weeks. What happens when the Cowboys defense doesn't get scooping scores or pick sixes or the special teams put them on short fields? We saw it again yesterday. I think they had a stat on the screen. Dallas has won for their last eight red zone trips. And you know kicking field goals lose you game. Scoring touchdowns in the red zone win you championships. And Molly mentioned that stat about how uh, since they drafted Michael Parsons, they are number one in takeaways and number one in defense score, and yet to have a conference or a Super Bowl title to show for all that hard work. So don't con- don't give me all those numbers. Give me some results to go along with those numbers. So for me, my concerns are still intact. And, and granted, Dak hadn't had to do a whole lot for the most part, with the exception of Arizona. They played from the lead, and once Arizona put him in a bind and forced them to play from behind, Dio, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Can you tell the people at home what happened? See, it's easy to play football when you're up 14, when you're up 21, when you're up 30, when you're up 40. But how difficult and how different is it to play a game of football from the quarterback position when every throw matters, every down matters? For the most part, with the exception of one game, Dak Prescott this year hasn't had a game or throw or down that mattered with the exception of Arizona. And what happened? Didn't get it done. no, I, th- I think the only quarterback that has played from a lead more this year than Dak is Tua. I have no idea what happened this summer, but I have had to go on TV and defend the Cowboys more than I've ever wanted to. <sighs> I love you two, and I got great respect. You guys sound like such haters right now. <laughs> and and it, it, it bothers me that I have to say this. They're not beating up. They're absolutely bludgeoning teams. They're blowing the doors off teams. First of all, the concerns? Like, what concerns do we really have for the Dallas Cowboys? They've won 12 games the past two years. In the red zone, it was throw the ball to CeeDee Lamb. They do. They score a touchdown. Great. Problem solved in many ways. And we can sit here and say the the, the whole, what are you going to do when your defense doesn't get takeaways? We've said that for three years now. And what happened? That's who they are, though. Like, more often than not, this defense is going to get takeaways. More Stephen often a. than not, they, they are going to score, Shannon. Adio, let me – Stephen A., what do we have every year? Come for play the 49ers, and that defense doesn't get scooping scores, and they don't get pick sixes. That same offense that you didn't have concerns about in the regular season, right. all of a sudden, Dak can't get the ball in the end zone, and you lose 19-12, or you lose 23-16. Why? Because it's the same thing that happened in the regular season that you fail to see right before your very eyes. No, I, no dispute. I have said that all offseason, that I want to see them go against a San Francisco or in the playoffs when it matters most. I don't think we, – we all know that. 
But do we have concerns about this football team? Like, it's fair to say until they do it. But no, redeem them. Dan Quinn has done, again, a remarkable job. Everyone pointed to that Arizona game. was like, oh, my gosh, this and that. Dan Quinn had 24 hours, 48 hours after the Trayvon Diggs injury to try to fix it. They embarrassed New England last night. And New England is not some terrible team that people are trying to make yes, them out offensively, to be. They, offensively, they are. No, they're not. Offensively, they are. No, they're not. They, we, they oh, got, you need they to made... stop it. You need, defensively, this team is legit. We get that. But offensively, they're offensive. And we all know this. Oh, New England? True. Yes. Okay. The reality is, listen, and we'll get into this in a second about Bill Belichick. But they just don't have what it takes offensively. I agree with know that. that. Yes. Okay. So, so when we talk about the Dallas Cowboys, see, here's your problem. You're looking at their 12 and 5 record. You one of those dudes, ain't you? You know, say they're a respectable team. They're in the mix. They're a good they're football team. They're a good football team. They're gonna be there. You know, we're gonna. They're gonna be in the discussion. What Shannon and I are saying is they're going home. That's what we're seeing. See, at the end, that's what we're focused on. See, you're focused on you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas. You understand? Question? For all I know, you're buying them Christmas gifts. But what we're focused on is that when the new year arrives and the postseason comes with it, when everybody else is playing, those brothers are going to be home. And it's going to be because of that dude, Dak Prescott. He's going to be called upon to step up. And save the day. Yeah. He's not going to be insulated. Yeah. He's not going to be disguised. Yes. He's going to be exposed. Yes, sir. Can he answer the call? That's the question. Three million percent agree. Uh, real quick. We're a month into the season. Yes. Who in the NFC do you have a greater level of confidence or trust or belief in than the Cowboys? Not Philadelphia now. and San Francisco. So two teams. Um, and by the way, and I'm, I'm almost tempted to say Detroit, but I'm not there yet. I'm almost tempted to say Detroit, but I'm not there. Welcome on board, big guy. I'm almost tempted to say Detroit. So almost. But so right. three teams. So two right now that right. you are. You, is, you, is Jared Goff better than Dak Prescott right now? Say it. Say it. Say it. Go ahead. Look at him, mm-hmm. Shannon. This yeah, is yeah. Is Jared you Goff better than Dak Prescott yeah. right now? Right now. Based on what he's done over the last year. Jared Goff is playing better than Dak Prescott, yes. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Shouldn't have been that hard. That wasn't hard. Shouldn't have been that hard. Go ahead, Shannon. How do you guys have me on television <laughs> defending Dak and the Cowboys? What has happened, man? It's you. It's you, man. It's you. You've done this to yourself. You put yourself in that position because you got caught up. That Dallas fan base, they, they, they yeah. touched you, didn't they? They got you feeling sorry for them. They got, you feel, they got you feeling sorry for them. Got you, they got you, I have zero fudges to give about Steve, the Cowboys. Steve, can I get to the Steve, Steve, you know Jerry oh, Jones okay. sends out Christmas ornaments. And that and uh, uh, D.O. trying to get on the Christmas list. Because I used to get Christmas ornaments. I got it for like seven, eight, what nine years. I got a bunch of them. For your Christmas tree. I mean, cow- yeah. I'm talking about big old, big old bulbs that go on your tree. Nice ones. I'm talking yeah. about really nice ones. Yeah. Stephen A. got a couple of them. He'll tell you. I never heard someone get, talk about get, Christmas get, ornaments. Those ghetto, those ghetto fabulous bulbs. I, mean, I, ah! I know he's <laughs> I know he's talking about. He's right. I got a few of them. I got a few of them. I got a few of them. He's right. He's right. All right. He's right. Let's get into the Patriots, guys. So, Mac Jones benched for Bailey Zappi in the third quarter after his three turnovers led directly to Dallas points. Bill Belichick was asked after the game what the benching means for his quarterback moving forward. Take a listen. So what led to the decision um, to take Mac out with 341 remaining in the third quarter? Yeah, I think there was any point leaving him in the game. When will he be starting next week against the Saints? Yeah, just so there's no point leaving him in the game, Mike. 
So Bill, was he was he benched for bad performance no. or was he pulled because No, was... I said there was no point in leaving him out there, so I took him out. <laughs> All right, Essay, I'll start with you. Is Belichick's legacy taking a hit? I believe it's time that it should. Bill Belichick is one of the greatest coaches in NFL history. But his job performance as an executive making personnel decisions leaves a lot to be desired. Nobody would sense would question the, 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 the acumen or the brilliance in football of this man. And I certainly am not about to even try. That would be ridiculous. But we do have to keep receipts, D.O., yes, Shannon. You know that Bill Belichick has won 70 in 29 years as, as a coach. Bill Belichick has won 77% of his games with Tom Brady as his quarterback. Do you know how many games percentage-wise he's won without Tom Brady, Shannon Shaw? I would say 28%. No. 47%. 47%. He's won 47% of his games without Tom Brady, 77% of his games with him. They're an average team. They're like 26 and 28, which is ranks like 19th in the NFL since Tom Brady departed. Why is that relevant? If Tom Brady retired, Dan Olavsky, yes, Shannon, that's different. But we know he was pushed out. Mr. Kraft wanted Tom Brady to stay. Tom Brady wanted Bill Belichick to want him to stay. Bill Belichick didn't quote unquote kiss the ring per se because he had six of his own with Tom Brady and he wasn't about to do all of that. Same Jimmy, the same Bill Belichick that wanted Jimmy Garoppolo as the heir apparent, the same, you know, Bill Belichick that didn't care to keep Tom Brady in tow. And so when you look at it from that perspective and Tom Brady departs and wins the Super Bowl in his first year with somebody else and you see the way you've religiously struggled, that's bad enough. But here's the capper and my last point. What Bill Belichick did to, did to his quarterback, Mac Jones, last year was a crime. To have Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, a, defensive, a former defensive coordinator who did a horrible job in Detroit, by the way, as the head coach. And Joe Judge, we don't need to get into the job he did for the Giants, even though I love his press conferences. I got to admit, I love his press conferences. For them to be your offensive coordinators last year, you stole a year of Mac Jones's career, Amen. not just as a quarterback, but in terms of his development as an NFL quarterback. Amen. Bill O'Brien, I'm not blaming Bill O'Brien for anything. Bill O'Brien has to spend time undoing what was done to him all of last year. The compilation of all of those things is why we have to sit here today and say, Bill Belichick has to take a hit, not because of his coach and his football acumen, but because of his personnel decisions, not just in terms of players he's picked, but coaches he has hired to oversee his personnel. It's left a lot to be desired. You're absolutely right. It deserves to take a hit. And I've been one of those guys that said that Coach Belichick deserved a lot more of the credit than Tom Brady. But I was foolish in my assessment of this. It's becoming more and more apparent to me that Tom Brady was largely the reason why the Patriots won. Because, you see, he go to another team and they win. Coach Belichick has struggled to win without Tom Brady. And see what happens is that no matter how great the dynamic is, there's going to be a point in time that I want more credit. And it can't be 50-50. 
50-50 is not good enough when you're dealing with two guys that have the massive egos that these two men have. Because remember, guys, the more successful you are, the greater your ego is. So I need to show I'm the reason why we're having more the success. No, I'm the reason. So Coach Belichick says, I'm going to go win one without you. Out the door you go. You see, we can't have that argument because we saw Joe win a Super Bowl without Bill Walsh. So we can't say that they were winning because of Walsh because we saw Joe win one without him. Coach Belichick wanted to leave no doubt in anybody's mind that the reason why the Patriot way in everything that falls up under the umbrella, the way we do press conferences, the way we report injuries, and the way we do things are because of me. But what he failed to realize is that he had that general, that 17-star general in Tom Brady that made everything smooth. And he's finding out the hard way it's not as easy as he ever thought it would be. Only thing I disagree with Shannon about is that, you know, when you win and your ego grows. I mean, I've been winning for quite a long time, and I don't have an ego. I mean, I'm no, 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 I'm saying the, the, the more success you have, and I guess what? The greater it is. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have an ego. Oh, yeah. buddy. Um, I can't get over that comment. Yeah, um, yes, yes. Big NBA guy. I know that. I do, right? Yes. Off, off the cuff, who are the top three coaches in the NBA? Top three coaches. I would tell you uh, Ty Lue. I think Eric Spolstra. Stop right there. So, the fact that LeBron went to Miami, won a championship, left under Spolstra, went to Cleveland, won a championship, does that minimize Eric Spolstra since he has not won a championship no. ever since LeBron left? No. So, we have to stop doing that with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. It's no, not but just it Tom. But we got to stop doing that. But I didn't say it was because Tom left. But, but, now, the, but the conversation hold on, is – Hold on. But Eric Spolstra goes to the NBA Finals since LeBron's left. Tell me what has Coach Belichick done since Brady has left. He can, but, he can miss in the playoffs. But, Shannon, it's not just Tom. It's – he doesn't have Gronk. He doesn't have Randy Moss. He doesn't have Edelman. He doesn't have Logan Mankins. He doesn't have Dan Coppin, Vince Wilford, Darrell Revis, McCourty, Richard Seymour, Teddy Bruschi. It's not just Tom. Tom is – the greatest player ever. But this is the legacy does not take a hit. In 10 years, whether Bill Belichick goes to the AFC title game or not this year or next year, it's not gonna we're not gonna question who is the greatest coach in the history of the NFL. That is Dio, Bill Belichick. Dio, check this out. All those guys you mentioned, Coach Belichick ran them off. And the one guy that was still remaining was Tom Brady, and they still won. So if we're having a conversation of Bill Belichick, like the roster builder or general manager. Yeah, I brought all of that up. But no one really views him as the greatest general manager no, ever. No, it's just that because of the, the, the how flagrant the struggles are, and you can directly connect it to his decision-making, that's the problem. Right, I think what you said about Mac Jones in his second year is absolutely dead on. I will agree 100% with that. I'd like to see Bill go somewhere else, though. When, no, I'm just saying, not because of that. Have a fresh start. Go somewhere else like Tom Brady did and win a Super Bowl with another team and another quarterback. Just saying. That style won't work anywhere else. Nobody. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. 
Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems, with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. Joe Burrow's calf injury continues to impact the Bengals, who are now 1-3, following their 27-3 loss to the Titans. After the game, star wide receiver Jamar Chase vented on Cincy's offensive struggles thus far. Do you feel like you've had less time to get open and create space for yourself? No, nah, I'm open. I'm always open. Excuse my profanity. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shannon, is it panic time for the Bengals? Yes, it should be. Because every year we heard this. We, they started off 0-2 and they went to the Super Bowl. They started off 0-2 and, and they went to the AFC Championship game. When they started off 0-2 in those previous two years, was Joe Burrow dealing with a calf injury? Mm. No. Was Joe Burrow dealing with an elbow injury after he took that vicious hit last night? All of those two years, not one offensive line, lineman trended. Orlando Brown Jr. was trending again, and it wasn't because I Spice a lotto was in Nashville to see him play. <laughs> that is the problem with them. And people, we got to stop this. You know this deal of playing the game of football. Just because you scaled the mountain halfway up the mountain one year doesn't mean you start right back there the following year. Joe Burrow limped into the season, and I am a firm believer if you limp into the season, you'll limp out of it. He was not able to get the reps that he needed in training camp because he was nursing that injury. He re-aggravated that injury. Joe Burrow is a pocket passer, but he like, likes to make a lot of his plays outside of the pocket. Now he can't do that. He can't keep these plays alive and hit T. Higgins and hit Jamar Chase and hit those other guys. Also, now T. Higgins has fractured ribs. I am very, very concerned because in those previous years, uh, think about it, week one against the Ravens, I mean week two, uh, week one, two sacks, ten quarterback hits against the Browns, one sack, five QB hits against the Ravens, two sacks, six hits against the Rams, uh, three sacks, nine QB hits. The man has okay. two touchdowns. 
two in four games, and they've scored zero first-half touchdowns mm-hmm. in four games. You better believe I am ringing. I am sounding the alarm. I am concerned about the Bengals. You should be, uh, but it's very, very simple, Shannon. Everything that you just said while on point, look at how quick I do this one. He got outplayed by Ryan Tannehill. He got outplayed by Ryan Tannehill. I mean, damn, it ain't that, it ain't that complicated. Okay? He can't throw for 200 yards. You're talking about a Cincinnati Bengals team that scored three points in a game twice in the first four games. Opening weekend and yesterday, okay? We're looking at Joe Burrow right now. The Bengals ranked 31st in the NFL in points scored, only 12 points per game, 31st in the league in total yards of offense, all right? And we're talking about a guy in Joe Burrow, highest-rated passer over the 21 and 22 seasons combined, now ranking dead last in 31st of 33 quarterbacks with 57.6 completion percentage. I don't want to hear anything about Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and all of these brothers. Joe Burrow is the problem, and he's admitted as much yesterday after their loss. He's like, it's on me. I got three quarters of the season to go. He got to get it together. Don't panic. Get to the bye week. That's the reality. They got Arizona and Seattle left. Here, here's the, the, the calf injury is a very real thing because they have no way of playing anything but catch the ball in the shotgun, get it out of your hands football because Joe's calf – Hinders everything they can do. And, Shannon, your point of the offensive line is fair, but they can't do anything to help and or protect the offensive line. That's the problem. I don't believe this offensive line is is as bad as it's played because they're not able to do anything to help them. They got to find a way in the next two weeks to win the football games. I don't care what it takes. We called their game Monday Night Football two weeks ago, and they found a way. If they do that and get to the bye week, then they could put Joe a little bit more under center. Then they could run some play action because here's the most jarring thing. They have four explosive passes, four, mm-hmm. in four games. Right. It's not because they can't throw. It's because they can't use play action from under center because of the calf. Yeah. Don't panic yet. They All can't 30. protect him. They can't, they can't, they can't protect him. They get to I, the can hide one bad, I can hide one bad offensive lineman. I can't hide five of them. I can't slide. I can't live. I can't rip it. And you got to stop some of that scat protection then. You can't keep getting five guys out into the route if your offensive line can't hold up against a four-man rush. Yep, we got to go. To your point, Shannon, all 30 of his passes came from inside the pocket. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.